Welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers, your favorite digital and social evangelist podcast with your industry veteran hosts, Chris Tetzel. This podcast starts now. All right. Welcome, everyone, to another Peers Over Beers. My name is Chris Detzel, and guess what? We have another special guest, Fran, France, I was going to say Francis, but so Fran Murphy. I think you go by Fran. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Fran's good. Okay. Well, Fran is the VP of community at Upwork. And so I am super excited to have you on because I remember uh, about a year ago-ish is when you started Upwork. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Closing in on a year in June. So yeah, almost, almost that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's mid-May, right? Or yeah, yeah it's mid-May now. And you know, it's almost, okay. 11 something months. So um, <laughs> what have you been doing, man? Tell, tell us, first of all, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself, friend, and uh, we'll go from there. How about that? Yeah, no, sounds good. Uh, thanks, Chris. Um, so happy to be on. Great to chat with you again. Um, and um, yeah, a little bit about me. What do people want to know? What do people care about? So I'm at Upward right now. I've been here for almost a year. We've established, not quite, but almost. Um, and um, I've been, um, you know, be, be prior to Upwork, let me give a kind of brief background. So prior to yeah. Upwork, I, um, I spent four, four years at Anaplan. So um, SaaS company doing a lot of planning based work, uh, competitors are like SAP and Oracle, things like that. Um, and, you know, really took joined there like a 600 person company, which was wild for me because it was um, coming from United Health Group. So just huge huge organization where i was yeah. leading social social consumer care over there and that's um you know social media and healthcare is scary for the legal department um they used to get nervous <laughs> they used to get nervous when i came to their door but it was it was all good good things i think um so that, <laughs> I can imagine. So that was fun yeah right and then prior to that was the best by leading uh, a lot of knowledge management and some um and things like that uh, and then prior to hey, that, by the I way, I worked at I worked at Best Buy for a few oh, years yeah? as well. Yeah, I was computer lead, you know, in the store, so I wasn't at the uh, uh, corporate level. But anyways, interesting point there that you're Best at Best Buy. Buy. Well, yeah, Best Buy. It's a funny one. We um, my connection to Best Buy comes from the UK. They took a fifty percent stake in a company I used to work for and called Carphone Warehouse. I don't even think Carphone Warehouse exists anymore, but they um. They took a 50% stake in that company and they tried to open Best Buy stores in the UK. Kind of funny because no one knew what Best Buy was in the UK. Mm. They thought it was like a do- the equivalent of like a dollar store, right? Best Buy. And then they'd <laughs> yeah. walk in and there'd be all this electronics. They'd be like, this is a bulk store. So that didn't work out. People walk around. Um, yeah, they did. We had ele- It was crazy in the UK. They went all out. They had electric cars in the front mm. window and things and everything. So it was um, crazy stuff. But um, it was a good experience. I like Best Buy. It was a fun place. Still have a lot of affinity over there and it's minnesota so you can't not yeah. work at best best buy or target i think is the pre-requirements for everybody mm-hmm. in the state so um so then i was at uhg for a bit and did the social stuff and then an opportunity came over to and we we, we relaunched a community at, uh, at uhg as well which was a lot of fun uhg is and i was specifically in optum which we kind of like to think in optum is the cool side of the business although mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's healthcare so how cool does it get but um, but they acquire like a ton and a ton and a ton of companies, uh, like mm-hmm. masses and masses of companies that some of them just get lost and they gather dust. And we actually acquired a company called pregnancy.org, um, mm-hmm. which was part of another company we acquired. And it was just gathering dust. It was like one person keeping the lights on at this, um, maternity community, which is like 
the second biggest at one point behind um, Baby Center, which is like the juggernaut, with like 50 million members or whatever it is. Wow. Um, and Baby Center and, and, and maternity communities are super active. It's like, and yeah. as someone who's got, I've got two kids and even I signed up for the alerts for a lot of these places and they mm. do it really well. It's like, they want to hook you in and they do it so well. It's like your baby's the size of a peanut. Go and have a look <laughs> at some other things and you click through and the click through rate must be astounding. Um, so we, we relaunched this pregnancy.org just before I left um, yeah. uh, Optum and, and, you know, it was kind of wild to, to, to get something off an old Drupal platform. We moved it on to, uh, we get satisfaction. We moved it on to actually, cause we were with sprinkler and mm-hmm. sprinkler had just purchased GetSat um, in, um, in a bit of a fire sale. I think, unfortunately for the folks at GetSat, it was a great platform, but it's um, it, it didn't work out, but um, you know, sprinkler, I haven't looked at it back at it right now, but I think Sprinkler probably did some good things with it. They're a good company. Yeah. Um, and then, and then opportunity came up to go over to a, a startup called Anaplan. Never heard of it. Uh, I had no idea what it was about, but um, showed up, interviewed, got really sucked in. The um, the chief customer officer at the time, um, a guy called Simon Tucker, he ended up being my boss before I left um, as the chief planning officer. Then it's a planning company, so of course mm. they need a chief planning officer. Um, so, right, but. Um, <laughs> He was also also a British guy, so um, so that's you know, helpful, um, probably. Yeah, yeah, it was clearly clearly the reason I got the job. Um, <laughs> you speak my language, right? <laughs> the way, the way, exactly, <laughs> and it is it's a completely different language. I've learned this after nearly ten years in the United States. Most yeah. of my team and people I know don't understand a word I'm saying, which is good because <laughs> I get to say random things, and they're like, "Is that for real?" What'd you, say, like, what'd you say, friend? I, I didn't get that. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> My kids are the best. My kids also always correct me, so that's 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 fun. Um, Do they have an accent? Yeah, American accent. So they, okay. they sound they sound very American, um, which is um, but not British. Being around you, not British. Know. No, I didn't. I've not lost it, which is good because the worst case scenario is me getting like half American, half British, and sounded mm-hmm. a bit like Madonna, and it all gets. <laughs> we don't. No one needs that. Um, but no, Simon really sold the idea at Anaplanet. We want to take this community and make it, you know, a sales force. So this, this is where we go with this. They're obviously yeah. SaaS leader, SaaS community leader. We want to really invest in it and really grow it. So I was bought in. I was like, this is amazing. This is great. I, there was a couple of people on the team at the time. So um, took that journey with them. Uh, we built that team to, I think by the end of it, there was like 12 or 13 of us um, on the team. Um, I had a great team there technology leaders, you know, content. Uh, we, we brought a developer because most people in community may know this, that if you need dev resources, yep. engineering never really wants to give it up for community. So we just went our own way and went, we'll hire our own developer then. So we did, and we brought our own developer on staff and she was amazing as well. And um, did some really cool things, launched an amazing virtual conference series, which uh, I suppose the biggest hat tip that I can take from my time there is that our marketing team now called all of the conference series the same thing that we did, which is called Anaplan Live. Cool. Um, um, so we did that, generated a ton of money for the business through leads and, um, and acquisition, those kinds of things. But really exciting time. We, we started doing that event series and I'd, I'd put people on planes and we'd go around to like Singapore, to the UK and actually film these things live stream. Then we realized that that's probably not sustainable. So. <laughs> But it's fun. Well, yeah, it's, it was fun, right? It was a lot of fun. The people enjoyed it after they got over the fact that this is a lot of hard work. You're trying to kill me. Um, yeah. Yeah. But um, but then but then we set up shop in the mini, our Minneapolis office, which was mm. a beautiful office, and it's, it's still there today. And 
um, did the full live stream from from that office. And when I say live stream, we really did do live stream, which is scary to a lot of people. But I kind of love the risk factor of it. It's like Me you too. Know, a couple of, couple of thousand people showing up, and then it's like, mm. is it going to go down? Is it not? Um, but it but it was great. We had <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we had, we had a great partner with them as well. That's the thing. A great partner for, for the uh, for the events platform we use was Bevy. Um, yeah. So huge, huge fan of Bevy. Love the work that they do over there. Um, obviously, they bought CMX, which is, yeah. um, you know, everybody knows CMX and the work that they do over there. But um, um, it may not be too shocking. They were actually just about to go live with Bevy at, at Upwork as well. Cool. <laughs> I'm I'm a man of habit at times, so I am like, too. if it works, it works, right? So why why change? You know, if 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 you've had really good experience with technologies, you know, why why would you want to change? You know, yeah, I, I always say this: it's much of a much for so many platforms out there for community. It's yeah. like you know, show me the real difference, and yeah, if you get exactly. one that you know how it works and you know how the back end works, you can work well with that yeah. team, and it's a true partnership. Then I'm like, why not go with that? It makes sense. Um, despite the fact that every organization I tend to work at that has a Salesforce shop always mm. wants me to go onto the Salesforce uh, community platform. And I'm like, no. I get it. They've got a, a, but the thing that people mistake, and I, I'm probably going to uh, offend people, I, I don't mean to, but Salesforce has an amazing community, yeah. not an amazing community platform. That's it's right. like, <laughs> that's, and that's the big clear distinction and people get wrapped up in it. But um, I reference Salesforce all the time, especially with some of the work that we're doing um, at Upwork. If you think about the way they do their certifications through Trailhead and all of that, it's like, well, yep. that's how we should get to with uh, with Upwork, right? We should be able to show people if you do certifications with us, um, if we do vetting with you on your skills and assessments and those kinds of things, and we should be able to tell you the same kind of data, like what, what kind of job can I get from this? How much money can I now charge for my work, mm. et cetera? So, you know, we want to make that evolution with, uh, with the way we're doing. So Anaplan anyway, did the whole rocket ship ride through IPO and that was fun. And um, mm. and then um, we kind of, I kind of got to a point at Anaplan where we were like, you know, I think we've, we've gone as far as we can go right now. And, you know, I, I, mm. I was looking for a, a new, I wasn't actively looking for an opportunity, but one kind of fell in my lap and it was, um, at Upwork and funnily enough we tried to partner with Upwork um, probably about two years prior to that with work we were doing at um, Anaplan we launched a um, a certification program through the community we'd actually given access to people to the Anaplan platform for the first time ever we were a SaaS company and the only way you could actually use our platform was if you were a customer or a partner and it's like and we were we were recognizing that we didn't have enough talent in the system to actually support all of our customer growth so we're like well why don't we just give access to people so they can actually learn it so we launched um, talent builder in the community and um, get people 90 days access and they were getting them skilled up as model builders we didn't want to become a recruiting firm we didn't want to become like a staffing or, an, or a talent firm we wanted to partner with another company that would say take all of those people who are becoming skilled use their platform and then give our customers access to that platform. So we were trying to work with a couple of brands. One of them was Upwork. It didn't work out, um, unfortunately, but um, I remember the firm, obviously. I remember the company and a lot of people know Upwork. A lot of people yep. don't know Upwork. <laughs> um, I know all so about it. I use them. I use you guys. So Good. That's great. It's good. That's good news. It's a 50-50 split. We, we, yep. we know we are, we're the market leader, but a market leader that, the brand recognition just isn't where we need it to be, but it, we're, yeah. we're making great strides there. And we've got a wonderful new CMO who's joined, who's, um, who's making some really great um, progress there. So, um, so yeah, so um, did the whole Anapon thing, came across to um, Upwork, really bought into the mission about um, creating economic opportunity for 
um, folks. And I thought, what better way to serve that mission than 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 take on the role of um, their leader in their community? And um, and that's where we are today, right? And um, I can go a little bit further into to the, what the journey's been like so far for for community at Upwork, but I'll um, yeah, I think I, I think that's up. a good no, I think that's a good idea, and and. and that, that's the goal is to have you talking. So I think we're good about that. But that was really good um, insights on kind of your journey from where you were and where you are today. And um, it's quite interesting. We'd love to know more about, and we don't necessarily talk about all this, but how, yeah. how you, um, you know, you're thinking around certification programs within the community and getting them kind of leveled up and that kind of stuff. Is that kind of connected to like an academy of some sort? You know, I come from a B2B company. So we have academy that, you know, they're trying to certify our current customers and partners on both technical uh, type stuff, but also on sales type stuff, specifically around our uh, partners, right? So they need to know how to sell our product, what our product's about and all that kind of stuff, but also that technical stuff. I mean, at Upwork, do you guys have like a, you know, academy type stuff? I mean, it's a little different of a model, yeah. I guess, because you have talent that, you know, is, basically is just getting money around their talents and, and uh, people are just basically hiring them for their talent to do certain things. Right. Uh, and I'm sure there's some bigger use cases there, but uh, that's the way I use Upwork is I just put out a post and I say, I need a writer, a blog writer. I need somebody to create edit videos or I need this. Somebody applies. I look at their profile and I think, yeah, they look good. Why don't I try them? You know, that kind of stuff, you know, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think, um, you know, you, it's almost like you read my mind of, um, of what we do over there. So we, we, you know, when I joined, it was called the actual title was, um, community and talent success. Hmm. Um, and it's funny, talent success is a really weird title because people think, are you in HR or are you, I don't know. We all know community is a weird one because when anyone ever posts for their first community role they're trying to hire for, they don't they don't realize the nuances and they get a bunch of applications for people who actually work in the community. Yeah, places, exactly, exactly. Um, which do fantastic work, by the way, but just not right for what we need. But um, <laughs> yeah. So um, so what I did, the one of the first things I did was look at what is the makeup of that team, and we had an events function, which made mm -hmm. sense, and then talent success was really made up of what we call Upwork skill certifications. So these are like we certify people. Um, based on their um, designing creative portfolios or yeah. uh, their web mobile development skills. So we partnered with a company called CodeSignal to help us facilitate mm -hmm. that. Um, and um, so we have all of that. And um, and then we also had some coaching. So one-to-one -one coaching that we would do with freelancers when they joined. So really helping them get started on the platform. And it was really successful with just no scale. There was no scale there. It was really low, um, low reach. Not many people we were reaching considering the amounts of people who were on Upwork. Yeah. So what we did is we we collapsed all of that together and put it under the umbrella of just community. And I built we built three clear pillars in community. We have community platform, which is all about um, the core community pieces. And community upwork, by the way, was just a forum. We yeah. we use core, we use Coros. Big fan of Coros. Yeah. Uh, I love the I love what they do there. Um, and but we were using like two percent of what Coros mm. is. I jokingly say Coros must have thought we were the best cash cow ever because we didn't ask <laughs> yeah. for anything. They we were just, yeah, yeah we didn't have all the, there was basically nothing turned on in the back end. There was a lot of tech debt there. So uh, we, we repurposed that. So it has, forums should always be part of a community, but it sure. shouldn't just be a community. It shouldn't, that, yeah. that isn't all of what community can be. So 
We have forums still. We're, re we're redesigning all of that piece of it. We just rebranded the community, which is great. It actually is on brand now, which is great. funny because we weren't, we weren't at all. Um, yeah, it does. <laughs> we redesigned it. So in that in that team, we have the forum pieces. We have a content leader that we brought in. We also have an experienced leader that we brought in, which manages kind of our idea of groups. So we want to mm. wanted to introduce this these discrete experiences. The the Upwork community has millions of people in it, but yep. they're all lumped together. So how do we give people affinity? How do we let people not just be part of a tiny group, but have the ability to be part of a smaller group. So we've started to launch them now. I can't remember how many we've got, maybe close to 20 or so um, that are both private and completely hidden, like some of our coaching cohorts yeah. versus the ones that are, are, you know you can you can request to join. And they're based on geography or we've got some affinity groups like a veterans group, a women's group. We've just done a campaign. Uh, we we co um we helped with a campaign that our marketing team did around um, Mother's Day and specifically about how do we address the problem of um, um, the displaced workforce with regards to women. Obviously, yeah. during the pandemic, they were more, most brutally hit with um, having to leave the workforce. So how do we help bring them back? So we, we, we partnered with our marketing team and we launched a, a group for uh, uh, mothers coming back, coaching cohorts. We're giving a kind of exclusive access and to uh, certifications if you want to have it and things like that. So really, um, really trying to trying to get back there. So so the group's function uh, sits under the platform as well. And then within experience, there's also gamification. Gamification is also kind of, is, is one of those things that, well, of course there's gamification, it's community, yeah. there's always gamification, but people get it wrong all the time and I'm, and or it just doesn't exist um or people think well it's badging and it's roles and rankings and that's all part of it. and it is but it's not the be all and end all of it and what we realized at the upwork community with our ranking system is that it had been it had been just out of the box right so i yeah. hit certain things and you call me a certain thing mm -hmm. so we had a bunch of people who were community gurus a good people who yeah. community aces or whatever and it didn't really make much sense it wasn't fair to those people either because we were we need to give give more and explain exactly what this means and we weren't doing a good job of that so we've mm -hmm. rolled back all the rankings so if you go into the other community say everyone's just a community member right now until we re-establish what does it mean what is the criteria for, for leveling up and you know some of those some of those people will immediately level back up because yeah. we'll use that historic data and look at it we won't completely pull the rug from under people but um <laughs> so there's that piece and then we also we kept our events team as is uh, we broadened it but we have a global events team focuses on user-generated events, I think meetups. Mm -hmm. We did a lot of in-person events around Europe, around the world, in, in the US as well. We have, a, we have a, um, a network of ambassadors that work on the team in different parts of the world who help kind of facilitate those in-person events. And these ambassadors are more on your community, right? Because they're so engaged or is that right or no they're actually on they're actually on the team they're, oh, they're okay. not full-time but we um one of the things we should actually mention as well is what upwork does is we um we drink our own champagne if you will mm. so the we have um it's probably about a 75 25 split across the company of full-time employees to what we call our hybrid workforce our, our talent innovation program so we actually yep. use people on from the platform Cool. But we don't use them. We don't use them in a in like a, um, a, a like a specific need. Like you explained, you might need someone to edit some videos, and then yeah. you wouldn't keep them on full time. I have people on my team who've been part of that program for six, seven, eight years. Oh, wow. um, and yeah, right. And they've been committed to it, and um, you know, love the. Are they are they paid to, to do that? Uh, yeah. From a, yeah. Okay, got it. 
Yeah, yeah, we pay them to do that. Yeah, so it's all part of that um, uh, the, the, that program. So cool. we have these ambassadors. They do that. We're uh, we're relaunching and kind of connecting the events team more to the community as well. So when we've got these groups, it's like this would give, this gives these one-off regional events, for example, an opportunity to connect all year round through a through a community group, and then also the ability to spin up their events whenever they need them. This is one of the reasons we want to partner with Bevy is because it gives mm-hmm. us the opportunity. Yep. to give those leaders within the groups, not just these ambassadors, but our, our, we're calling them yeah. group guides, access to Bevy to set up the events so we don't have to be a barrier to them getting together either virtually. Just give them access to that. And, it being, and, you know, being branded for Upwork and all the people yeah. that bring it in is great leads and opportunity for Upwork as well. Absolutely. I think it's all the gravity effect for me. If you do the right thing by people, eventually they're gonna, yeah. they could they associate you with that, um, with, with, with that and it, it, it pays dividends. So we also have in the events team community events, which are the stuff that we put on. So product events, maybe, mm-hmm. or uh, we work with uh, thought leaders in the community and put them on the stage. Um, spoke with you know, the, are, are most of these uh, virtual or some of them live today? Today, 100% virtual, although okay. fingers crossed, we should be, in fact, not fingers crossed, I think we got the news yesterday that we are going to be going back to in-person events. We're trialing some at the end of this quarter, so we've got mm. some regional events that are going to be in-person again. Uh, we're also working on a larger um, talent event, like a talent summit, if you would, for, yeah. Um, yeah. that's going to be driven by community, and that will be hybrid. Um, so let's back uh, up a little bit, because I'm highly interested in some of the things you're saying about, um, you know, what I'm thinking about is, and it's maybe a new buzzword in community, but community, community-led growth, right? Um, yeah. First of all, does community own all the event pieces, or just certain, just specific community event type stuff? Does that make sense? Like, um, yeah. or are you guys just engaged in certain things, or you're engaged in all the events that are going on? What's kind of the yeah? So we so it's it's, it's going to be a, sound like a non-answer. We own all the events that we own um yeah but um, but so marketing we have a we have a marketing uh, events team we have a leader over there yeah. primarily focused on our, our clients and and more specifically quite focused on our enterprise clients obviously we work with some mm. huge organizations who bring us in to solve huge talent needs that they have yeah. and we can help with that across the world so we have events that are focused in, in that area we focus primarily on the millions of freelancers that are out there okay and, got it and and with individual contributors of their work yeah. you know like yeah got it and I, I found that really valuable we did the same thing at anaplan our, our marketing events team would focus on the c-suite and the decision makers yeah. we'd focus on the we'd focus on the real decision makers of any any software which is the people using it because if yeah. you don't like it then they're going to tell their boss that they don't like it. And guess what? That's right. The next software vendor is going to come along and, and take your place. So, so we, everything I've explained so far from an events perspective, that's what we, we, we hundred percent own that. And then okay. from a, our community events, those product events, cause I sit within product, which is the first yeah. time I've ever sat within a product org, which interesting, is interesting, isn't it? Very interesting. People often go like, so do you sit, which department of marketing do you sit? And I'm like, no, none. I'm like, we sit in the, um, oh, we don't have a customer seat. We don't have a, a chief customer officer at Upwork. So there's not that role mm-hmm. to roll up into. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, my boss is the chief product and experience officer. So he has all of CX in there as well. So this, there's yeah. all the core product competencies, then CX and community that sit within his, we have his that. remit. We have that as well. So our, yeah. he's a chief product and chief customer officer. Uh, 
you know, and the guy owns a shit ton of things, you know. I'm it's like, a small, small remit, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you own product and you own all the support and customer success and, you know, uh, documentation and, you know, a bunch of other stuff. So it's like, geez, dude, one dude is really busy. I mean, he has a lot of people yeah. under him, but, you know. Um, it's, a, it's a lot to take on. So, this is interesting. Uh, and, and let's back up a little bit. What, you know, when you look at communities kind of goals and, you know, uh, what is it that you're trying to achieve and what are, what are you, you know, when you look at business outcomes, how does your, one is, what is it that you're trying to achieve and what are some of your business outcomes? And the last thing is, you know, how does, how do, how does um, your um, goals align with, I guess, one, I assume the company goals kind of are filtered down and the product goal, you know, the product team's goals are then put into place and then the community goals kind of filter down into, from the product. Is, is that right? Or, you know, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we, you know, we did our, as everyone does their kickoff start yeah. of the year and Hayden, our, um, our CEO, you know, shared with the, the whole organization kind of our, our, kind of focus on what we're focused on for what we're calling our act two, right? For, uh, yeah. Work. 20 year old company, right? So we're kind of in that re um, redesign mode, if you would, we're kind of really um, a lot of change going on in, in, across the business. And, um, and those goals absolutely map then to our product goals. And then we aspire to kind of roll up those, our community goals to, to product and then by proxy to those, co those um, company goals as well. So, yeah, there's a lot of connection, which I think is important. Um, yeah, of course, for, um, for for community, and you know this, right? I mean, it's sustainability and it's um, it's mm -hmm. it's uh, preservation as well. If you can't prove value, then you know you just end up being a cost center. And values value shows up in in many different ways. And the way we've people care about different things is what I've learned. That's right. Um, you know, we you know, as community professionals, you know, we care about the things that other parts of the business and senior leadership don't always care about because they don't, they can't connect the dots as easy. And it's so how do I connect the dots for you and make it really easy for me to report that out and really easy for you to see that. So we break it into um, three different pillars within community. We have traffic engagement and penetration as one bucket. So looking at your boring traffic metrics is important. <laughs> Yeah, really. I mean, they tell like a tiny story, but it's like it's good to see traffic go up. It's good to see page views go up if yep. it matters. And, but the engagement, organic SEO, and all that kind of exactly. stuff. Is good. Absolutely, yeah. That's and how then, people you know, find you, right? Yeah, uh, right. And then you know the engagement piece is super important. It makes everything else possible. Are people actually yeah, exactly. from you know just upvoting something, or are they just going to be? Are they going to actually comment? Are they going to contribute some content for us? Are they going to attend an event? Present at an event? go mm -hmm. through an academy class, uh, et cetera. By the way, I, I know we skipped over it. I'll just quickly loop back. The other team that I have is called Academy. We relaunched okay. it. It's called, it's called, called yeah. Academy. And, uh, and it has these the, the certifications, um, cohort-based coaching, um, yeah. interactive learnings, and then all our social and in, in, social impact partnership initiatives that we're working on as well. Mm. Um, oh, that's interesting. In that group. Yeah, cool. they, they, are, they are really interesting. Yeah, the, what we're doing there is it's kind of the stuff that, gets you kind of really excited about the impact that you can make on the world. So yeah, I like sounds it. grandiose. <laughs> um, we try, we try. Um, but um, so, so we have this traffic, traffic engagement and penetration and engagement is super important. So obviously the gamuts are passive all the way through to active engagement. 
And then the penetration piece is about, you know, because we're a business, uh, we want to make sure that other people using our tool, using community, and if you use community, is that increase your value to us? Yeah. I don't, you know, we need to get those dots. So we're looking at how many people who are active in, the, in, in Upwork are also active in the community. So looking at that. We're an open community, double-edged sword. I love open communities. I love being like, let's democratize the world and let everyone see everything. Yeah. The obvious disadvantage of that is I don't need to log in unless I need to interact. Yeah, and you can right. still be getting value with just by viewing stuff, right? Yeah. We're, at, we're, we're introducing um, a tool that will help us track non-logged in activity. So we'll be able to get some of that back soon, which will be great. What kind um, of tool do you use? That's highly interested. So, yeah, so it's a homegrown tool, I think. This oh, okay. we were we were using Heap, so Heap is a great oh, tool for, yeah. for that as well. Um, That's just like we, um, I thought Heap was more like a Google Analytics. So instead of using Google Analytics, you use Heap. Is that not true? It does a little bit more, so it'll help you. Oh. It's a bit more in depth, and it will give you. You can track things like time on page, uh, which is really interesting. Where did you know that kind? Of, and really connect that journey a little bit more. So okay. it's really. It's really good for helping. Um, it can almost act like a semi LRS system, so learning record store. So, if you think about tracking uh, learning activity, um, mm. so I started a course. Where did I drop off, and those kinds yeah. of things? What's what's resonating, what's not? Um, and we have like a really smart um, developer who's also part of our talent innovation program um, uh, called Jolie. He's um, uh, based out of Eastern Europe, and he um, he um, it's always great when you discover talent on the team. He was a community moderator. And hmm. now he's basically dead for us. He's doing all this dev work for us. He, awesome. he knows super talented guy. And he's hacked together this way for us to be able to track um, people successfully completing their interactive learnings on the academy without us having the need to have an, a, um, an actual learning uh, learning management system or oh, wow. a record store right now. Uh, yeah, and we're just going to continue to develop that muscle so that we avoid the need to have another tool on top of our tech stack. So really yeah. cool to get that piece. So obviously we track all of those things. Penetration is important, and then the other the other two pieces. I'll 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 leave the one that excites me most about the business impact to last. But we 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 look at our business impact. Kind of makes no sense there when I said that, but business impact. And they kind of <laughs> we, we look at um, um, intelligence and voice. Um, so we look at and we roll that into our our, our overall customer three hundred and sixty team. So obviously. The unsolicited voice of the customer you get from communities is amazing, right? So mm. we like to pump all of that stuff in and the solicited voice of the customer as well you get. We have our MPS that we track, um, some CSAT stuff and things like that across the teams. Um, we also look at um, uh, what we call, um, well, first of all, we also look at deflection because, of course, community, yeah. um, even if you're not a sport community, if you're not tracking deflection, it's, it's a miss just to show a bit of value there. And I think... Uh, and it's really that most community platforms make it super easy to do. Um, Coros, big fan of what Coros does because they have a, a they, they have their um, um, way of measuring deflection, but they didn't develop it, which is always a great sell to leadership. Yeah. Which is like this isn't just random vendor. This is Forrester and the TSIA who have created this uh, way of measuring deflection. So we um, we measure deflection. So do they? We, when you when you say you measure deflection, is it? already built into Kuros or they just tell yeah. you how to do it and you just kind of come up with some formula and then go the analytics here and then whatever. How does that work? So the formula is already built in um, through their survey. So they have a value analytics survey and yeah. they ask the question, why did you come to a community? And then did you, and if you click, I came for support, they asked the, did you find support? Yes or no? And 
they ask you, even if you said yes, if you didn't find support, where would, you, would, where would you go next? And if people select support, then it factors that out. And then we can extrapolate the number of surveys based on the number of visits and overall visits. And then it gives us that number based on our average cost per contact. Yeah. Um, um, so interesting. No, I, I like that. And that's so after they ask the question or get it answered or something, some survey pops up. How does that? Yeah. So basically what will happen is it'll, it, it pro, the, we have a survey pop up um, and it's kind mm. of, there's got to be some kind of smartness on the back end that, as to where, where it pops up and it doesn't bombard yeah, yeah. you. So if you, if you right. do it once, it won't do you, it won't do it again for another 90 days, I think. You could probably um, put some setting in there to say, do it absolutely. every whatever. Yeah, and we get a decent response rate, and it also gives people the opportunity to provide some verbatim feedback to us as well. So, um, and then it's kind of how do we disseminate what's community feedback, this is what is product feedback, and, and get that back to the business. That's pretty cool. Um, I like. Uh, I, I didn't know that about Crows. That's a really cool feature. Love it. Yeah, no, it's um, it's good to it's good to um, it's good to have people on the team that know Coros inside and out. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it's, it's helpful. Helps. Yeah, um, so. We do that, and then we also have uh, what we call our community value metric. And mm -hmm. what this is is we're we are looking at that influence the community is having on the success of the business. So if I look at a freelancer, for example, what we and this isn't fully baked yet because we need to connect all. Of, we did this at Anaplan, and we were able to connect the data, but we're in the process of connecting all this data together, where we can look at if I'm a freelancer and I log in to community. What is the what is my increase in or not of my um, earnings, my job satisfaction score, you know, my re, uh, rehire rate, those kinds of things, based on somebody who doesn't? That's kind of step mm. one. I log I like in it. or I don't log in. Then we layer in the other the other pieces of value from community, and it's like compounded. So you can like it's like Lego blocks. You can add some in or take some away. So am I? kudoing something or upvoting we've just changed it to upvote so because people yeah. know upvote more <laughs> so we changed the word. um i like kudos though it's kind of a cool word i don't um, hate it maybe yeah um so are they kudoing are they um are they commenting are they starting a thread are they yeah. contributing content all the way up to people are you presenting in a, in a, in a, an mm -hmm. event for us and then compounding all those pieces together to really start to see what is the right mix of uh, activity to show the right value to the business what gives me the most what gives the business the most value but importantly what makes our freelancers most successful if they add all of these elements together if the, does engagement in community even matter yeah. and if it does and, and we know it does because anecdotally we can tell that those who are active tend to be more That's successful right. but and you've seen it through every business you probably see it um yourself right you know that people who yeah. are active in the community are, are the propensity to spend more with you and expand the, you know, the offerings that you, that you. Proving some of that stuff is highly difficult, but I love yeah. where your head is. And I love that you're talking about this. I mean, it, it just shows that you've been doing this for a while and you've been having these conversations for a long time, you know? And yeah. So it's, a, it's a slog. It's a tough slog as well to get it, to yeah. get it in front of the right people. So that they, so that they buy into it and they believe it. The final one I'll talk about before we they talk about yep. my favorite way we measure is um, we, we're, <laughs> we're starting to look at influenced um, uh, revenue. Yeah. How do we influence revenue? We did it really successfully at Anaplan. Slightly different business model, right? Because it's a yeah. product that we're selling to customers. So we're B2B. Yeah. So and we looked at it primarily from the events perspective. And we measured the mm -hmm. success of our events the same way that marketing measures their success. So how many MQLs will we generate from yep. that event? And 
then tracking it, you know, tracking the sales cycle and looking at who signed, who didn't, who expanded their contract offering, who didn't based on them attending this event. And it's not just a random event. They were all our events are around educating people about the product, about showing what's coming next. And we were able to, I mean, they were tens of millions of dollars over the course of uh, events over close to 18 months or so. And yeah. every event was getting better and better at this. And our sales team were inviting people, prospects to these events, not events that you would generally invite prospects to because they're not marketing events. They're about showing you how you treat your customers today, yeah. how you educate and give back to your customers today versus promising me the earth because everyone knows. I mean, so sales teams are amazing, but yeah. you know, sometimes they'll, they'll overpromise because they know it's coming six months in six months time. It's just not quite yeah, there yet. True. So they say, we can, we can do that. We can do that. This is showing what reality is and how we actually treat our customers. So I, that's why I love those events and how we can um, 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 add value to the business through them. So we're working on that and connecting that data. Bevy love that. Help I love that. that. And we should come back to this point right here because I'm doing some of the stuff here that you're talking about right now with the, uh, pushing the events out. And then it goes into Salesforce and the Marketo and all this yeah. stuff. And then they kind of, but I don't think I've mastered kind of some of the things that you're talking about yet, but. Anyways, keep going, and I'll try to remember to come back to that because I have some questions. Yeah, no worries. Um, and then, and then, so we so we do all that, and we're trying we're trying to get there. We we we've been using Zoom for our virtual events since yeah. since I arrived because you know easy button to to pull, and we do yeah. that. But we'll be transitioning all of that to Bevy, which will give us an immense amount of data. That's one of the great yeah. things about Bevy is the data you get from them. And I mean, if people didn't people aren't familiar with Bevy, Bevy do all that kind of the, the data piece for meetup as well. It's like they have a partnership with meetup and they, uh, and they do a lot of that work for them as well for some of their mm. premium offerings. So um, they're, they're, they're legit when they, when, when from a platform perspective, I sound like I'm on a, um, I'm on commission from Bevy. I'm not, but they are a great platform. I love what Derek's built over there. Fantastic stuff. Um, and I'm sure no, this is good um, to hear. I mean, you know, this podcast is to address some of those things and talk about some of the technologies that you've had, um, you know, benefits from, or, you know, you've had success from, and, and this is exactly what I want to hear. And I'm sure that others do too. So you're, you're fine. Perfect. Good. Um, and then, um, and then, and then, so the final piece that we, that we do to measure is um, not the most interesting way of, not the interesting title for it, but we call it kind of direct or custom impact. And yeah. what I mean by that is that we look at what is the rest of the business trying to achieve? What are their goals and how can we leverage the suite of offerings that we're building our community to help meet those goals? So how can we say you're trying to do X, we're going to give you Y to help you achieve it faster or yeah. to help you achieve it at all. A few examples, you know, um, that I can give around that to help add color. One of them is um, the war in Ukraine, obviously super yeah. Super sad, super busy for everybody. We, I have team team members um, in Ukraine, luckily and thankfully, that everyone is 100% safe. If wow. separated from family as well and displaced in different countries, yeah. but they're they're all doing well. We have a lot of other um, team members and a lot of freelancers and a lot of clients, etc., based in there. So, you know, uh, we we we're obviously trying to do what we can there. And part of that was how do we how does how do we react? How do we give all this information to people? So. We knew that we could move very quickly in community and uh, we did it in the path of the pandemic at Anaplan. We had kind of um, a helps site there. So we thought let's spin up Upwork Helps in community. So we spun up a site. It helped us consolidate all of the information that people would need to know. It also mm. helped facilitate a dedicated space for those conversations to happen because 
it's important that we acknowledge that there's a war going on, but there's also not a war going on in the rest of the world. And they're having conversations that exist and it helps people respect each other's boundaries a little bit. It's like Mm. people don't want to feel like they're they're being insensitive by having a conversation about something else. There's nothing to do with it when it's top of mind for so many people. So we create a space for all of these, any forum feds that would happen would happen within the confines of uh, Upwork Help. Weren't hid, wasn't hidden in any way. You could come and find it. You could join the group if you wanted to. Um, and you could read it. What that really did was really help us channel all of our efforts from a freelance perspective in that one place and help yeah. us channel, get those communications out in a, in, a, in a really great way. And it was really well received. And we were able to um, see, obviously, a huge uptick in traffic. But what was really <laughs> interesting was everybody was, like, panicked about, look at all these heated conversations that are happening because we had Belarusian, Russian, Ukrainian, yeah. interested Americans and other countries and just like because <laughs> everyone likes their opinion about things, which is great. And it was it was but some of them were getting quite heated, right? It's like, yeah. why are you allowed to be on this platform now after what so and so is doing to so and so? And so we wanted to make sure that uh, we facilitate those conversations and we did and we let them go and go and go and go. And then we close those threads. And people were getting panics, like, should we be letting these conversations happen? And I'm like, absolutely, because guess what? They're going to happen anyway. Yeah. So let them happen in a space that we can see. And then we can also see, is there ways that we can support and change our processes and policies around this? Hmm. So it was really good to see. And then they fizzle out because it's the news yeah. cycle, right? It's sad. Sure. It's super sad what's continuing to go on over there. But in the UK, they say it's like, today's today's news is tomorrow's chip paper right because they used yeah. to wrap fish and chips in. um <laughs> i don't i don't i don't think they're probably legally allowed to do that anymore that would be awful for the fish and chips and as a vegan i wouldn't eat it anyway um but um <laughs> so we have um, so so we did that which was great another uh, another quick example is um uh the mother's day campaign which i talked about you know we were able to our brand team said we want to do this campaign really fantastic adverts that we put together highlighting what makes you a great mom makes you a great hire right so then yeah. and very small to see at times but so powerful and so needed because it's like you know as you know as two guys it's like we weren't necessarily as impacted i have kids but yeah. equally you know my my wife was my preschool director so she kind of worked through the whole pandemic anyway which kudos to all the frontline workers for doing that but mm-hmm. um but it, I, I was privileged enough to work at home so as i was managing kind of a kindergartner through through um that first year of the pandemic i was teacher and working at the same time and mm-hmm. it was super flexible and super easy i didn't have to take a break um but so many women did and so we did this and then we, they came to us and said what can we do with you and historically like i said we only had a forum that was it and over the space of kind of the last six months, especially, we've accelerated and grown our offerings. So we're like, okay, why don't we have a dedicated group for mothers that we can put out there? Why don't we get a dedicated coaching cohort as well? So if people want to come and, and try freelancing, it's a way to get back into, into work. It's like we can help them get accelerated on the platform. Hmm. Why don't we give them prioritized access to those certifications I talked about? So we built that suite of packages together and we said, we'll offer that. And it was front and center on the page that we built on the website uh, for Mother's Day, uh, the Mother's Day campaign. So we were able to bring those people into the community. And we, we expected to spin up a cohort within a couple of weeks after launching the group. It was within days people were chomping at the bit for this. So we oh, wow. accelerated our 
yeah right and people were accelerating the uh, so we accelerated our plans to um to spin up a coaching cohort that's live now for for moms really highly engaged group and just on the groups in general i mean it's brand they, new really i mean mother's yeah, day was just not that long ago <laughs> exactly right and, and and we found this with groups is that when you put people together the same way like you know facebook caught on to it years ago right when they realized that groups yeah. is the way to go and people want these discrete experiences they don't want to get overwhelmed so we found this i mean and you kind of know it's going to be it's kind of going to work it sounds a bit of an ego there but we kind of knew it was going to work but yeah we're seeing it like for example and the geo-based groups are really exciting and they're not just like we spam pull you into a group based on your location yeah. we invite you but you have to proactively go and say i want to join this group and then we let you in yeah pakistan. you have to see the group and then you hit join and then you're in right absolutely and pa- the pakistan group launched within 24 hours there was over 4000 people in the group wow. and over 200 threads were created now the number of responses as well is probably closer to like 6 700 responses in 24 hours super passionate and it was valuable conversations they were like this is amazing now i can connect with people who are near me and, and and kind of have the same experience as me we also say talk in your own language if you want to type it it's like it doesn't matter it's like so we have one for ukraine and it's like we've said you can talk in ukrainian or english in here whatever you want whatever's comfortable for you it's like um you know and i think that's what's been really nice to see is that when you put people together like that they don't feel like they're segregated or siloed away from everything it just gives them another spot to kind of have a sounding board to people who are going through similar things as them from the same location as them or a part of the same industry and have the same skills as them so whether it's a writing group or a de- development group or, or a pakistan group or an Indian yeah. group, whatever it might be so we really like that so the direct anyway the direct impact value is what and custom impact value is what i really what is really exciting for me about how we're showing value to the business and the team has um, just built out uh, our lead, our content leader Courtney has just built out uh, our our menu for community um, mm-hmm. where we're kind of saying do you want to pick a la carte and you know what you want so you want like a group you want a blog you want all these things and just party with you this way or do you need us to call do you need to get on a call with us so we can help explain it but what we're also doing to help the business understand the value is taking all those examples attaching the data to them to show that they work and then putting those at the top of the menu to say this is what we, these are the campaigns we've partnered on in the past and this is the mm-hmm. this is the results you can expect to see if this is what you're trying to achieve perfect then people can say oh cool i want that so i'm going to ask for that or i have something very unique and the one thing i always say to my teams is if somebody comes to us and says i need a community page i need all of these yeah. things and it's like and they don't it's like yeah. to say you don't you don't need this you need you just send an email out or yeah, or exactly. don't do anything at all because <laughs> you don't need to do anything. But people like think it, it's like the shiny object. So it's like tapering down the shiny object syndrome as well and saying, just because we built all this stuff, you don't have to use it. I'm not offended if you don't or if you don't need to. Yeah. So we'll help that. So I think that's huh, so many things went through my mind on that whole conversation. So let me see if I can put that all. So one is I really like how you just open up some groups and you know, then discussions with the moms group, Ukrainian group, uh, you said you had a Pakistani uh, group or whatever, you can talk in your own language. So you're really empowering your users to, you know, just have conversations around whatever topics it sounds like. And, you know, with the moms group, it was probably more about, hey, you didn't have a job because all this stuff happened. You know, how do we, how does Upwork help you kind of, you know, maybe test some of your skills now and maybe, you know, so I, I, I think that was really awesome. What it started to make me think is, 
yeah, it sure would be cool if, you know, and, and maybe this is kind of what you're doing, but, you know, it's, it's like a Facebook sort of thing to where you can create your own group and then manage your own group. And then people, you know, if it's, Listen, so for us, if it's about a data kind of thing, right? Like data quality, they open up a, a customer or somebody opens up a group and starts having conversations to see if you can drive that. You know, our platform, I would have to create that group for them to help drive that and can teach them, yeah. you know, how to use it. But Facebook, you just do all shit yourself. You know what I mean? So anyways, um, that was just a, I was like, that's genius. So why don't we do that? It's a, it's a, you know it's a, it's a really good point and that's exactly where we want to drive to as well so you you kind of you start all these these initiatives it's like when they said the age-old thing for a community right seed it with yeah. some conversations first don't yeah. just open a bar a barren wasteland because no one wants to be the first person to talk right that's right so it's like so you've got to seed it with some stuff so we're seeding it with groups to begin with we're getting yeah. the obvious ones so where we've got activity from freelancers and clients things like that we'll, we'll, we'll spin those groups up but the uh, the eventual plan and should come hopefully at some point this year is to give it the opportunity to request those groups and be able to build their own and we have a called group the group guide program that we're continuing to develop which is we want you to sign up to be the guide for this group and they can be yeah. internal badged um, upwork employees or really active um, advocates that we have can lead those spaces um, and the ability to spin up your own group, I think, is really going to be really important. It's going to be important for us to monitor and manage those things to yeah. begin with to make sure that they don't spiral. Um, and, you know, but someone's asked me at one point, you know, what's the maximum groups that you think you should have? And I'm like, I don't think there is. I think you, well, some you of them will of, just take off for the moment and then they would just kind of go and down. Yeah, and then, right. you know, how do and you curate a, some of that content and maybe use it later? You know, that's going to be. I could see how this could be out of control. I mean, when you think of Reddit, all those groups yeah, being spinned yeah. up and everything else, yeah. and you know, it's a Reddit's a wonderful thing. But I mean, millions upon millions of different forums, groups, and you know, it's it's like a it's like Facebook in a way, but not. You know, <laughs> but um, no telling how many Facebook groups are out there. You know, I have my own group, like on Facebook, that I started a running group, and then if I I didn't do anything for you know for like three years and then I started pushing it and, and creating content. And then all of a sudden, you know, it went from, you know, 20 people in there to now I have almost 4,000 people in it. Right. You know, and, and things wow. like that. So you just, it's, it's, it's just interesting. So I didn't mean to get off topic, but you're doing some really no. cool things. Yeah, no, that, no, I appreciate that. And I think that um, the, the group thing, you know, I'll just say one more thing on that is that that's why we've got this guy group guide program is to say, Yes, you can start it up, but there's an agreement between us to say that you're going to take responsibility for this yeah. group and you're the exactly. guide for it. So you, you, you let people in and out. Um, and if we, you know, if there's, and if it's a, if it just, just becomes that nothing's happening that, yeah. you know, we'll just close that group down because it's just not yeah. necessary. You know, you give people the opportunity to respin it up. And we found this at Anaplan as well with the user group program that we had there. It's like, if things aren't happening, then we'll just close them down because it doesn't make any sense to keep them open anymore. So because no one's getting value from it at that point. But, um, so quickly, how do you communicate that? Like, how would you communicate that somebody can start their own group? It's like, here's how you do it. Or, you know, do do these things to start your own group. You know, that kind of, how do you think about yeah, that? So, yeah, so we have obviously content that's being developed around it. We want to, re we need to redesign the page. So our group's page is very out of the box to begin yeah. with. You know, it's kind of, you can filter by what kind of group, the number of members, those kinds of things that be closed, open, whatever. Um, and you can see that piece and you can search for them. But um, we want to create more of a landing page for groups that yeah. explains, explains a couple of things. What are they? 
Um, because see, people go, why are you trying to put us over here? Why are you just trying to take us away and put us all together over here out of the way? And it's mm. like, it isn't that. You can still, you're still part of the macro community. But yeah, this you can be in. And you could be in multiple groups. You might be a developer who's also from Pakistan, who's also intra, who's also a mother. And it's yeah. like, you could be in all three of those groups and that's okay. And it's like, this is what we want to explain. You can be in multiple groups. You can do these things. It's like the, the gr- explaining what the group guide role is, having some testimonial videos. I'm a big fan of people just getting their iPhone and filming themselves and putting it up. And then, yeah. um, and then, and then also having a more um, polished video that explains exactly how you would set up a group. Yeah. Or, yeah. And then the, the initial way to probably go about it is less about you can just do it, more of a, I want to do it. And yeah. I'm going to request, I'm going to request that you, that you kind of give me a space to be able to do these things because with the greatest school in the world, you know, we're dealing with a platform like Koros, which is going to um, giving access to people to be able to set things up becomes with different kind of user requirements yeah. and kind of responsibilities that they, we give them. And maybe there's a way to get there. I don't know, but, it's not i can't i can go into facebook to your point you can spin up a group tomorrow or in the no next problem. five minutes and you've got one about anything whereas you know we may not be able to do that here it may just be a there may be a small barrier to it yeah I, well you know it's it's not something that you can easily do it would have to be somebody would have to spin up the group at the company at up or one of your your members right or your people that's not an ad one of your admins they'd have to spin up yeah. a group probably you know and then let that person have certain accesses and let them go but you know my assumption is that, you know, I think people would probably get it, you know, uh, it's intriguing because it's another uh, um, opportunity to engage and let people kind of run their own communities, if you will. Um, I like that idea a lot, um, especially like, and, and that way, you know, if you request something and, and maybe you qualify, you know, you have these kind of, hey, this is what you have to do. You know, you start, you have to seed it with content. So you have to ask, maybe you bring a few people in and to help you do that kind of stuff, we can help guide you in some ways or whatever, but here's the parameters, you know, for us, it would be, let's talk about all things data, you know, even if it doesn't have to do with what Reltio does specifically, but, you know, I I don't want you talking about, you know, where you're running in the summer, you know, you can to some degree, but, you know, let's, I'm not saying don't be personal, but let's keep it sort of topical, you know, on, 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 you know, I don't know, but, that's intriguing. Um, I didn't mean to get off on that, but it was just, it's really. Um, uh, they're, they're really powerful. Though, Chris. It's like the, yeah. one, the, 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 the first group we launched was um, for our expert vetted talent. So EVT, our expert vetted talent. It's kind of, it's a big deal on Upwork. If you're expert vetted, you kind of go through obviously vetting yeah. certification process. You kind of the, the, the top 1% if you would. Um, and we spun up a group for them and they'd never had a place for them to connect all together. It, mm. it was amazing to see. There was so much activity and within within like a couple of hours, it's like, when are we going to meet up? And so they've had like a virtual <laughs> meet up within a couple <laughs> of weeks. They had a virtual great. meet up. And they wanted to do because we never connected them all together. And it's like, and it's just, a, and again, they all existed before, but we've just said, hey, we're going to give you a spot. And it's yeah. like, just giving them a nudge in the direction. We're not forcing you to do it. It's like, but if you want to, here's a space for you to kind of have those conversations. Well, friend, you know, I, I think we went a little bit over today or about to, and I have so many more questions. So maybe you can come on again in the yeah. next uh, few weeks, months, whatever. Um, friend, this has been amazing, really. Um, I just, I, I couldn't get half of my questions out that uh, that I wanted to ask. And it's, it's exciting to talk to somebody like you because um, 
there's not many people thinking of community the way you are um, and Upwork and, and what you're doing just seems really, really fun and cool. And, and I really appreciate you coming on. No, thanks. I, I appreciate it, Chris. I appreciate you inviting me. What you're doing over here I think is, um, is really important for the, for the industry of community and, and making sure that, you know, we, you, you, you know, not necessarily mine, but just all those voices of community yep. and bringing them together so people can learn from each other because that's how we grow. And um, so that's... any, any time. Great. Well, Thanks, everyone, for listening in for another Peers Over Beers. I'm Chris Getzel, and I'm Fran Murphy. Thanks, Fran. <laughs>